This week, we discuss cannabis in Polish pharmacies, a bit of hemp history, and how to get ahead in the cannabis industry. Coming up next on Critical Grass. Get it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. Critical Grass. It's stimulating, mind-expanding, safer to use than alcohol. It's the in thing, the hula hoop of the jet generation, and as much a part of growing up as smoking corn silk behind the back fence. Critical Grass. He's looked at both the pros and cons of blowing pot. He's not convinced that grass is all that harmful, but there is room for a lot of doubt. Why don't we wait and see? There's a lot of testing to be done before we'll know all the facts. Critical grass. heard Barris Fuller with a track titled Warsaw, which is coincidentally not just where I traveled back in December for the 2018 Cannabis Trade Fair. It also happens to be the headquarters of the organization called Wolne Konopie, or Free Hemp, and that's free as in sovereign and not free as in without charge. Wolne Konopia is a national social initiative for the rational and effective use of cannabis founded in 2006 by activists from Kanaba. That was the first legalization movement in Poland and the Free Hemp Initiative. The organization gathers people of goodwill who disagree with the current drug policy in the country, and they represent the interests of cannabis consumers in Poland and abroad, and are a cross-party organization with the goal of providing a support network for people seeking to standardize the status of cannabis in Poland. Through their activities, they aim to positively influence the transformation of medical, spiritual, recreational, and industrial cannabis users' rights. They try to stimulate debate and make people aware of the multitude of false information passed on to the public. Members of Wolnikonopia are involved in various activist campaigns, such as legalization marches, providing legal advice to those having issues with the law, medical advice, advocacy in parliament, combating the repression of fellow activists, as well as fighting stigmatization on various levels. In September of 2015, the president of Wolnikonopia, Mr. Andrzej Dowetsky, received a parliamentary mandate from a sympathetic Polish MP, in an attempt to make some legislative waves. Polish law allows MPs to hand over their mandate with justification. However, Dowetsky was not re-elected for another term. That same year, his parents were arrested and detained for two months after they were accused of smuggling Rick Simpson oil they claimed they needed for a sick family member. Ironically enough, a few months earlier, the organization's vice president, Mr. Jakub Gajewski, was arrested for the same thing trying to import RSO from the Netherlands, also for a sick relative. One of the defendants, Dowetsky's mother, was acquitted of all charges. The other two received suspended sentences that they will be appealing. 
Not the worst outcome considering they were facing several years in prison, plus thousands of zlotties and fines and legal fees. Nonetheless, they put their money where their mouths were, sacrificing their personal freedom for the health of their loved ones. Now, if that's not dedication to a cause, then I don't know what is. Sadly, they are just the tip of the iceberg in terms of cannabis patients in Poland, and their names are just a fraction of patients throughout the country who have had to use illegal or dubious methods to gain access to medicine that works for them. While some patients somehow manage to find a way, many do not, including Tomasz Kalita, a former Polish politician who had to look for cannabis on the black market to help treat his brain cancer, which ultimately took his life two years ago. Medical cannabis in Poland has been getting more and more attention in the media with high-profile cases such as that of Mr. Kalita, but the situation of cannabis in the country is quite murky. A medical cannabis law was passed in 2017 and signed into law within a few months. However, it left a lot to be desired and was considered just a tiny step in the right direction. While recreational use was never exactly legal... Up until the year 2000, before the laws were made much stricter, it wasn't exactly a top priority for the police or the courts, so the about-face in 2000 seems rather out of the blue and unwarranted. I sat down with Wolne Konopie's English-language spokesperson, Natalia, during the Cannabis Trade Fair to discuss cannabis in Poland and the aims of her organization. So our goals are changing. So years ago, our main goal was to educate people but right now everything is changing so fast United States and Canada and so many countries are making the law more liberal or even legalizing fully marijuana which means everything is changing really fast and Poland sees it and Poland is watching the news from all over the world and we can see how much is changing and we are re- reading news from other countries we are reading research from other countries and people are just getting to know okay well some countries are just getting there we'll get it there one day again so it's all up to knowledge with the high speed at which cannabis laws and attitudes are changing across the globe you would think poland would be in step with these changes While culturally things are definitely changing, the laws are a very different story. So, where are we at present? Officially, you go to jail for any amount of marijuana. There is a law that says that it's only for the past few years, but there is a law that says that you can possess a little bit of marijuana for your own use if you are going to go home and smoke it yourself. But no one says how much is a little bit. It's up to... it's very unfair because it's up to the court and it's up to the city in some cities a little bit is this is one gram and a little bit is five grams sometimes it's 20 gram because someone says it's a little bit for him so sometimes it's good because a little bit for everybody everybody is a different amount but sometimes it's bad because you're not no one is equal i mean so it's better to be a drug dealer in in warsaw than in krakow because these courts are more liberal i mean You know, it it makes no point. Prohibition makes no point. So possession alone can get you up to three years in jail, pending the circumstances. Whereas dealing can get you up to ten years. Quite the departure from before 2000, where simple possession for personal use would usually lend you a slap on the wrist and a stern warning from the arresting officer. A new tougher law was enacted in 2000 to go after dealers. However, possession of any amount of any drug, including cannabis, 
could now get you three years in jail and or rehab. Strangely enough, this came at the hands of a left-wing social democratic government and then-president Alexander Kwasniewski, who since then has changed his tune quite a bit. He has already admitted he was wrong. Our former president, he changed the law, he made it more strict, but he already admitted he was wrong. He said he's sorry and that that, that was just wrong. He, he was wrong. And he, now he, as far as I know, he is supporting uh, at least medical marijuana and it, it, it's a medicine. So the, the, the truth was always the same. Just someone was wrong and we are just making this mistake, I would say. Not only has the former president admitted he made a mistake, in May of 2012, he wrote an op-ed in the New York Times calling for the reform of existing drug laws and to treat drug addiction as a public health issue. Twelve years too late, in my opinion, as he probably could have affected more change when in a position of power. However, he isn't the only president of a country who advocated changing drug laws after leaving office. Bill Clinton is perhaps the most recognizable name on that list. Despite medical cannabis being finally made legal in Poland after years of pressure from mostly patient groups, you cannot just show up at a pharmacy expecting someone to hand you an ounce of your favorite bud. I asked Natalia to explain what it's like if you're fortunate enough to find a doctor to give you a prescription. It's not in a pharmacy. There's no pharmacy in Poland that has it. For the past few years, there were a few patients. There were mostly children with drug-resistant epilepsy that got the medical marijuana prescription. It was before this law was passed. And they got... Um, uh, they got documents that they were allowing to, allowing to um, transport the medical marijuana within the European Union. So they could go to um, to the Netherlands and they can buy a, their medicine, they can go back to Poland with the medicine, they can use it, or they can just order it by a pharmacy. So they can go to pharmacy and the pharmacy was ordering that, directed to the pharmacy, then giving that to a patient, but it took months. And I personally know a, per, a, a woman in Poland that lost her daughter because of the time she was waiting for medical marijuana. And she got the prescription, but she never got the medicine because she, she passed. Since our interview took place, medical cannabis has made it to a small handful of pharmacies in Poland. The legislators mandated that it be made available through something called direct import originally from the Netherlands, though ultimately the Canadian company Spectrum Cannabis won the distribution rights. But it wasn't until after the new year that pharmacies began receiving their first shipments. Now available is Red Number 2, aka Lemon Skunk, at 65 zlotys or about 15 euros per gram. Not exactly cheap, and this can quickly become prohibitively expensive, especially if you have a chronic condition, that requires several ounces per month. Although finally physically available in Poland, many patients still have to struggle with finding a doctor familiar enough with the medical benefits of cannabis to write them a prescription, which is not exactly an easy task. Classes and training sessions for both patients and doctors are taking place throughout the country, but this is a process that will take some time before the Polish medical community is on the same page as some of its counterparts in more cannabis-friendly countries. But with only a small number of pharmacies actually stocking the drug at the moment, it is safe to assume that supplies could run out rather quickly, leaving lots of patients without their prescriptions. So what's the path forward in Poland? Where do we go from here?
We have some ideas why the prohibition started in the first place. It was money involved, but right now the education is I mean, it's making the huge difference. Right now people are actually seeing that it's working as a medicine. But the biggest problem is actually lack of knowledge, lack of medical research. And because our politicians are not educated enough to see it's a medicine, they are not giving money for more research. So that's like, it's, it's all wrong then. But more research must be done. We need to get to the point where we know all cannabinoids and how much of each cannabinoid is able to treat exactly which illness. We just know which is help, what is helping what a little bit right now, but we need more information how it's working. And it's economics. Actually, there is no area of the world that is not, no industry that is not going to, that is going to develop without economic background. So no matter how the hemp is, it's good for everybody. If we don't back it up with money for research, nothing's going to get better. In a nutshell, it's about investment in education and research. And, of course, money. As Natalia mentions, nothing can get done without it, especially research. However, it's easy to see that the future European cannabis market, with over 500 million residents and an existing medical and pharmaceutical infrastructure throughout the continent, has the potential to become the largest single market in the world. So it doesn't look like money will be the big issue moving forward. With medical use of cannabis becoming more accepted culturally, could recreational cannabis also be on the agenda in Poland soon? It depends how much time each step will take. So if we first decriminalize it very soon, there is not so big difference between decriminalizing and making it legal because it's only a matter of who gets the money, the crime groups or the government, the public body. So when we come to the point that is not a harm when people start to understand we there is like this break breaking point we are waiting for like most of society understands that recreational marijuana is not wrong it's not something bad it doesn't make people evil that's not how it works so as soon as people get to this point then they will force the government to do it it doesn't matter what government comes it the ne- ne- Last government didn't change anything. We have two parties that just exchanged power, the power in Poland. So neither of them did it. And we don't see much progress in changing the situation. So there are going to be two political parties and they both still didn't do it. So the point is when the society is going to force it. Our politicians are pretty much doing what if most of the people were tell them we are not going to vote for you if you're not going to do it, they would do it. They, they will just do it for the political support. So when most of the people understand it should be done, it will be done. So it just takes time and education and small steps, as I said, and it doesn't really matter who's in charge. Natalia states it doesn't matter who's in charge as far as the cannabis laws are concerned. And to a degree, I think she has a valid point. If you elect a person or party with an explicitly pro-cannabis platform, then obviously this does play a role. Just look at Luxembourg. However, even though Polish politics is very different from that of Luxembourg, it was a conservative far-right government that allowed for medical use of cannabis. And let's not forget it was the left-wing Social Democrats that introduced cannabis prohibition back in 2000. So in that sense, the ruling party in charge doesn't really matter. In a sense, it's kind of a crapshoot. Well, assuming recreational cannabis does become legal in the not-too-distant future, what model would be implemented in Poland? 
would the country look towards the North American dispensary model or perhaps follow the path of European countries such as Spain or the Netherlands? I think most important is to let people grow themselves. You can even say how many plants they can grow so to make it legal and illegal. So first thing would be to let people have a few plants in the houses and then let the manufacturers have a lot of plants to, to produce the medicine or even produce marijuana to sell it for recreational use even that but to produce on a lot on a lot of marijuana to manufacture a lot of that you need to have a permission you need to pay money to the budget to, to get a permission to do it but if you want to do, make your own medicine at home you want to grow yourself that's the first the most important thing uh, Polish alcohol shops are based on the same rule that is about um, coffee shops in the Netherlands. So the local district is saying how many points of distribution, so let's call it, uh, can be based in this area, in this region. And then when one of the shops is closed, you can open another one. So And there are some regulations that say it can be around schools, it can be around etc. etc. So, yeah, distribution, dispensary, distribution points like this, definitely. Um, there will be social clubs. I mean, we can't say, I mean, it's better to make a dis dispensary than a place where you can smoke as well. Because it's, it's not so simple. I mean, I think we can come up with our own idea how to make it possible. Natalia states domestic cultivation should be the starting point for recreational cannabis, and while I think this should be addressed in any new legislation that replaces prohibition, having consumption spots should also be included so as to provide not just patients, but also responsible users with a safe place to consume. Without getting too far ahead of ourselves here, after all, Poland only just recently approved medical cannabis, it's still wise to think a few steps ahead so as to avoid confusion and potential conflicts if and when the laws concerning consuming recreational cannabis in public come to this part of Europe. I personally think it's a matter of time, as public opinion is changing very rapidly, and the stigma surrounding cannabis is also crumbling. We are also seeing that prohibition is ineffective, and the policy of jailing users of cannabis only makes the problem worse. Time will tell which path Poland chooses, but if other Western countries are any indication, we could be seeing legal recreational pot shops in Polish cities in our lifetimes. However, there is one area where Poland could immediately have an impact with regards to cannabis. The country has had a reputation for agriculture for a long time, with plenty of fertile land for crops. Enter fibrous hemp production. A lot is happening globally with hemp legislation, and Poland is no stranger to this crop either. I asked Natalia to explain the situation of the fibrous variety of cannabis with respect to Poland. That's what I'm wishing for, for years. That's what I'm saying. Poland is an agricultural country. We have so many fields. We produce so much food. We are a food producer. We export so much food to Europe, to all over the world. And that's what I keep saying. I mean, Poland was a huge hemp producer uh, in the past. Then it stopped like it stopped all over the world, but then we should come back and we can have a great advantage. There are some um, possibilities for the government to, to promote Polish uh, market, like to help Polish agriculture, uh, like Polish agriculture to grow. But I would, yeah, definitely, we need more funds for it. We need 
it's into, we need the kind of we, our government to invest in this industry because that's that's the only way to to to, to, uh, to, to be a competition for other countries. And I know many farmers are afraid that some kids from the can, from the village will come and grow marijuana in their field and they will get caught with it and they're like they have their reasons. But more and more people are doing industrial hemp in Poland. There is more and more uh, fields that are covered with industrial hemp. But and it's easier to do it actually. For now, the the, the documents that you have to fill in it is very easy it's as as simple as doing any anything else on your field so uh, it's not blocked from this point of view at all and more, I think more and more people decide to do it but we don't use any scale advantage in Poland not at all there is a lot of agriculture equipment available so for industrial hemp as well we need we don't have a proper equipment to produce hemp and then to produce things out of hemp so it's it has everything has to move forward and then it will make more sense but we need changes I mean we're doing that now so it's it's already fine hemp has been grown in northern Europe since the days of ancient Rome as late as 1960, it was being grown on Polish land for various uses, reaching a maximum acreage of 28,000 hectares, or about 74,000 acres. After 1960, production fell and never really picked up again, despite the communist government's obsession with farmers and agriculture. However, in the early 2000s, hemp began to undergo a revival, and last year, the country registered about 16,000 acres of industrial hemp plantations, which is about a fifth of what it was at its peak. More and more farmers are realizing the economic benefits to hemp cultivation, and the most recent explosion in demand for CBD products will certainly encourage more. Regardless of the legal status of THC-containing cannabis, though this will also most certainly change within the next 5 to 10 years, Poland has an incredible opportunity to become not just a major player, but also a leader in hemp production. This will provide not just medicine in the form of CBD products, but also an opportunity for innovation. Hemp has thousands of applications, and CBD is just the tip of the iceberg. So what advice could Natalia give to young entrepreneurs who might be interested in starting cannabis production in Poland? You have to find a product that no one has. Make your product different from all other products. All CBD products are pretty much the same. You have to find some thing that stands out about your product. Don't make something that is already on market, but make it a little bit different your way. But on the Polish market, it's a little different because it's a, it's not like you're going to launch your company on an empty market and then you have to take people, the clients from all the competition. You're entering the empty market that no one even knows that exists. And the few companies that produce the same thing that you are producing are not even your competition at the beginning because you all together cooperating, you can make people believe in CBD, in marijuana, in THC. One company is not going to make the whole country believe in the product. We are not our competition for now. We, a few companies, even if they make the same product, we need to support each other, we have to cooperate. And if you wanna get to the hemp market, don't do it on your own. On your own. Just make connections in the hemp market, do it with people, people. It's, it's, it's working this way, I can just see it. So kids, the way forward is cooperation, 
and mutual aid. Having a solid original product will also help. The hemp market is still in its infancy, and as with any industry, there's the threat of a monopoly or corporate dominance if the right steps aren't taken. Since large companies have only recently started expressing interest in hemp and CBD products, there still is plenty of opportunity to set up a system that works for small and medium-sized businesses as well, provided there are legislators who will listen to their demands. All in all, the situation in Poland is not bleak. There is a lot to be desired, but there is also a lot of potential and room for growth. It still might be a few years before Poland is at the same level of places like Spain or the west coast of the United States. But having an organization like Wolne Konopie is definitely a plus and a sign that Poles are aware of the benefits of cannabis and that they want change. So, if we want more information about Wolne Konopie, where do we go? Uh, yeah, you can find us on our website. It's wolnekonopie.org. Uh, we, you can find the... A lot of information about medical marijuana, about industrial hemp, about the law. You can find a lawyer if you come to Poland and you have a trouble with the law. You can definitely find a lawyer and help here. You can get some medical marijuana information. Uh, so everything you need, I think it's there. Thank you for speaking with me today uh, here at the Cannabis Fair in Warsaw. Uh, and uh, enjoy the, the rest of the fair. Yeah, thank you very much. That was episode 14 of the Critical Grass podcast, the first of 2019. We have lots of interesting episodes and topics in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. If you enjoyed the show, please share with like-minded people via the Interbots. My name, as usual, is Bogdan. Until next time, do usłyszenia, moi drodzy. <laughs>